Children on the autism spectrum are 160 times more likely to experience non-fatal and fatal drowning than their peers. I actually didn't realize it was that high. 160 times more likely to drown. Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Hello, and thank you for taking the seat at our table. This is our episode on swim safety, about the statistics of water safety and water danger with our children that are on the spectrum, and probably some with just children in general as well. Tonight at the table, we have Jen. Hi, everyone. Tabitha. Hello. Rachel. Hey, everybody. Jamie. Hello. And I am Kim McIsaac. So I was just talking to somebody earlier about this, where it's like, I've known for so long how a lot of people know how kids with autism are drawn to the water. It's not as much common knowledge as you would think. Like I do talk to a lot of people that are like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Like, I feel like it's always on the news and maybe just because I've been in this for 25 years now, it's like, and it's just terrible. The second you hear of autistic kid being missing, the first thing I do is start praying that there's no water around. And and majority of the time, that's what ends up happening, that they were, you know, they're just very, very, very drawn to water. So a lot of my statistics are from the Autism Society of Florida and the CDC. So they're pretty, I think, reliable statistics. Drowning is the number one cause of death in anybody with autism. Florida is the number one state in the country that has the most drownings. Kids with ASD are 160 times more likely to experience drowning than their neurotypical peers, which is just completely mind-blowing, I think. They are drawn to the water, which paired with their lack of danger awareness is just a lethal combination. So here are some tips um, that are recommended for, you know, anyone who has a child with autism. And obviously it varies greatly with where you live, how old your child is, you know, where they are. But I also say this really goes for all children. All children, you know, need to be, you need to be vigilant around the water. Like it, it can happen so fast and children love the water, you know? So it's like, it's something that brings them such joy and, and happiness at the same time. You just have to, you know, respect that how dangerous it could be as well. Anyways, with that being said, 48% of children with autism wander and 74% of drowning is due to wandering. That's a pretty big number there. Obviously, supervision is key. They say swimming lessons are so important. Flotation devices use with caution. Um, they really can be a false sense of security. They can malfunction. People can just be a little lax on the supervision, thinking that, oh, they have a life jacket on. We don't have to watch them as well. This goes for any, these things go for any children, not just autistic kids. You know, they can still flip over in their belly and get caught in something. Something can loosen. Something can be too big. They can get out of something. I mean, endless things can happen with the flotation devices. And if they're like in a body of water, like an ocean, anything with a current, I mean, they could be also taken away quickly, quicker than you can like realize that it's happening. Another thing, exposing your children to different swimming environments. So like just because you can swim in the pool doesn't mean if you go into a pond, you'll be able to swim, especially with autism, like sometimes they can't make that generalization for some reason. Ocean, ponds, rivers, pools, it's all its all different. It doesn't necessarily carry over. So that's another kind of false sense of security that, you know, people might get because maybe you swim great in a pool, but like if they get in a different body of water, it may be different. 76% of all children who drowned are under the age of three. You know, they say always, always have pool gates, doors locked, never assume that 
they can't get out of the house. You know, that's just obviously a big thing that happens. Prepare kids for like, if you're going to do swim lessons, prepare them for the sounds, the whistles, all that stuff. You'll just have a better outcome of them being successful. They suggest you allow children to familiarize themselves with the pool instructor, kickboards, goggles, fins, noodles, like whatever they might be using at the swim lesson, you know, like get those things at home or out in the yard. So when they go to the swim lesson, it's not the first time they've seen it or used it. You just have, you'll have a higher rate of success. I don't know how realistic this one is, but they say to ask for a quiet area. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a room. It could just be like a quiet part of the pool or, I mean, I've never seen this in my experience, but like, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to have in mind, just a place for them to be able to maybe take a little break, but. Like a family <laughs> locker room. We have those sometimes around here. Yeah, yeah. Ask if you can do swim lessons during off times where they could be like a lower ratio. Our kids do better with smaller groups. They also suggest laminated visuals that like will explain the expectations, the rules and the rewards because obviously those things, it's not a big deal if they get wet, if they're laminated, which is like a really good idea. They actually had some like really good visuals on their website. Ages one to four is the highest age group that drowns. Um, And then it just kind of goes up from from those ages, they say that 32% of kids with ASD report a close call with drowning. I would assume that that's actually, it's actually a much higher number because. What number did you say, Kimmy? 32%. Oh, isn't that funny? It's 100% here at the table. Yeah, right. And it's probably just that have been reported. Um, There's probably, you know, tons and tons of incidents that, you know, don't get reported. Um. This is, I thought was interesting. 87% of all drownings, um, not for autistic children, just for any child, is in pools or hot tubs at home. They say 50% of kids with autism wander. In the um, difficulty with communication skills, those just aid in the um, higher risk. They have 73% of children drown from wandering, 4% from being unattended. And then, then there's like 20% that is just like, various reasons. Ponds are the highest percent of places that they drown. Lakes and rivers come next, creeks, and then pools and tubs come next. I find it very funny that oceans are not even in the statistics. So I mean, we that's just near the ocean. <laughs> well, there's less people near the ocean. That's what I'm thinking too. But 10% yeah. of people drowned in the oceans when you're, when it's not just ASD, when it's everybody. So there's also other things like our children are more likely to have seizures. So that's like another high risk factor in the water. They say monitoring devices. So if your child does wander off, like, you know, there's a tracking device on them. A 91% of deaths for people 14 years or younger are drowning, which is like, a, I mean, that's such a high number. And our kids love the calming effect, the sensory effect. I mean, that's really what draws them to the water because it just they just love the feeling of it. So um, infants are one and under drawn in the tub more than anywhere else. So, you know, some of those I, tips I actually thought were pretty good, um, especially as far as the swim lessons. Like we've never done swim lessons because it's never something that wasn't just accessible when she was younger for our special needs. Now, I feel like there's a lot more exposure and awareness to it. So there's a lot more availability to get that done. But it's not as easy to say, like, just put your special needs child in swim lessons. There's a lot of stuff that goes with that being successful, you know, and I think some of these are actually like really good tips to like think about, especially like exposing to the things that they would use, like that's big. I mean, 
I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard. If you can get a one-on-one person, that's probably like really ideal, but like obviously everybody can't afford that. But yeah, so that's um, kind of like statistic wise what we're looking at. And um, all our kids like water. Some really love it. Like Alyssa has always loved water since, I mean, since I can ever remember whether it's a bathtub, a pool, the ocean, a pond. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. And I know a few of us have had some little scares, so we're just going to kind of talk about those. Tap, did you want to talk about your children's love for the water? Because I know they are water babies. Yeah, my kids have loved water from Jump Street, especially Nixon. Like we have videos of him. He is probably four months old in the bathtub and his legs are just going haywire, wild in the water and he's smiling and just happy as could be. We started early with swim lessons because we knew it was going to be a scary situation living in Phoenix. Like there's literally a freaking water fixture at every entrance to every building on the universe in Phoenix, like <laughs> fountains and ponds and every playground. So we started him real early. We did one-on-one because um, he couldn't do a class setting, but he probably started swim lessons at maybe two years old. So he's a pretty decent swimmer now. We had a scare with him jumping into the deep end of a pool when he was probably maybe three years old and he eloped and still sometimes. So eloping for people who don't know is, you know, our kids will I consider it a dart or dash away is the way that we experienced it. Some kids wander or break free from the house whenever they can. It went from zero to a hundred running warp speed. And we worked a lot on cues for that. And so, and he was fast, so fast. So he took off, a door was left kind of slightly cracked enough for him to skate through as we're entering into like a gated pool area. And I was like right behind him and then boom, right into the deep end. And then I had to jump in to grab him. And there were lots of people around. So that was terrifying, but no fear, zero fear of water. I mean, absolutely zero fear. If he got, when he was in his heightened eloping stage, if he had gotten out of the house and found a a fixture of water, there's no doubt in my mind that he would get into it no question whatsoever. So we've always had a pool at home. We've always had additional locks on the doors. And in Phoenix, we had an actual really loud alarm system. So if the door in the back, it was like a sounded like a fire truck alarm if the back door was opened. And then also like a hotel type lock on the very top of the door. So he couldn't get out that way to protect from the pool. And here we have, we just set up the pool for the summer and there's, we have additional locks on the front door and the back door on the very top. And the lock on the back is nice because even if it's not locked all the way by whatever reason, it makes a super loud noise when you open the door. So you can hear it from any place in the house pretty much. Uh, Nora also is a water fanatic and she'll wander like she would leave the house, you know, which is a reason for the additional locks, especially for her. But as far as staying close to us, like she doesn't do as often the the darting or dashing unless there's a body of water. And so then it's like, we're getting there as soon as possible. We had an incident with her in Phoenix at a playground where they had a pond at the unfenced playground, which every playground in Phoenix has some kind of water. And I was literally a foot behind her and she just took off and she made it into the water luckily there was like a ledge underneath and she only made it two steps before I caught up to her to get her out of the water but if she would have made it like one more step it would have been six feet of 
pond water no doubt in my mind it was absolutely terrifying and I was right behind her I was watching her it was like slow motion you know can't stop her they're so fast they're so fast yeah so so fast and she was toddlering around at that time not even like fully mobile like have her balance or anything and then even today we went um there's a park here called riverfront park it's and I take them to walk through the woods. We went today and we're walking towards the car and we had already done throwing the rocks in the pond. We had gone right up to the edge, which they've both gotten better at, like watching that they don't go into this murky, disgusting water. And as we're walking towards the car, I see from the right side of my eye, there she goes right towards the water. So then I'm like chasing after her. Nixon's like shouting. He's helpful now at this point. He's like, stop, you know, like he knows the key, the key word for his sister. He's like, Nora, don't do it. She got one foot in the water. It's like so fast. It is so fast. And we are always, always monitoring for it. I mean, she's climbed into, Nora loves tight spaces too. So like even bucket, Home Depot buckets of water, she's climbed her entire body in them. You know, like any small amount she had of water. a hose going in that bucket one time too yeah. I mean she just loves it all yeah any any amount of water the, the the one thing with her that is I think a little bit safer than Nixon is Nixon will completely submerge himself in water Nora does not like her face to be wet and so like a pool is a little bit safer for her because she will go from the shallow end to the deep end. I mean, she'll just keep walking until it's all the way up, like barely her face is out of the water. But Nixon will freaking, he will jump into, he does not care, even if he can't swim. And now he does this thing where he'll pop down to the bottom if he's struggling in a deep water. He'll come up to the top and he'll yell, help! And he'll, he'll swim float back down to the bottom pop himself back up so he's learned some skills for sure on the safety um but it is ter- it is i think my worst fear of anything is eloping paired with water those two things absolutely. are absolutely terrifying to me so scary and every time you hear a story like in phoenix there's a couple kid drownings uh, throughout the summer every single year you know never fails and it's heartbreaking it's really really scary stuff so my water babies we've done everything we can to kind of help them at least have some tools for safety wise Nora hasn't done as many swim lessons because we had COVID and then we had she had a real bad skin she has real bad sensitive skin and so they wanted us to hold off on the chlorine because she was struggling with all these rashes that were going on so she hasn't had as many swim lessons but we tried this year for her but she, both of them have been in water since they were I can't even remember the whole yeah. their whole lives their whole lives yeah so those are my babies terrifying and awesome because they love it's regulate water regulates yeah. And it's and it really is amazing. It's therapy. It really is yeah. for us. Yeah. And so you can't take it away. You just gotta kind of do what you can for safety. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Rich? You know, if you've been here for a long time, you know that I adopted the mermaid, right? So we have that happening. Um, Celie loves water. E, you know, throughout her life, we've always had that inflatable pool to the point that I put the chlorine in it and put it in the garage. So like we have safety. I feel best in small situations like that where I have just all the control. There's no corner of this 10 by six pool I can't see. It's 
only this deep, which I realize is a false sense of security, but at least like I can't have my eyes on it. You know, we can lock the garage. So like, that's always been, it, it was kind of the best way we have done water at home, but our townhome, the home that we lived in last year was on a pond. And by that, I mean, like not necessarily cute where the windows look out over the pond, but rather that all the water runoff from this area, malls and all the streets and stuff like go into this water area, waterway. And she, like, I, I think I went pee just to, just to tinkle. And I was upstairs with her. And when I exited the bathroom, I could see that the front door was open from upstairs, just like the way of the things so yeah, like bolt out. Now she was in a big eloping phase at the time. So we had certain things that she was supposed to do. For instance, like she was supposed to go toward the air conditioners because every unit in the townhome had an air conditioner. She could run her fingernails on it like a sensory toy. And I would know if she took off and didn't know why and she stopped, she could go to an air conditioner. But really that's like, stay the F away from the freaking water. Like stay on the road, stay where I can see you when I'm out to look for you. Because the day I went, took the tinkle, like private tinkle, she was knee deep in that pond. And she was trying to say to the fish that she was a mermaid. So she's face first in, you know, it's just like a moment. I mean, uh, you know how fast we can pee? That's how fast. She almost got into the fountain at my sister's wedding as a flower girl. You know, it's big, it's little. We are in Minnesota and there's lots of water. So our hypervigilance that happens because there's cars or doors, you know, happens even more when there's water around or involved. I was surprised how close it was because in when we'd be on the phone or in pictures, I mean, you can see it, Sarah, but it's, it was literally out your door. Like it really was right there. Yeah. I was surprised how close it was. Yeah. Terrifying. And you know, when you get this end unit townhome with these woods nearby and like, we thought we were doing right by the options we had. And we, and here we like moved into a trap, 15 layer trap next to a death water. It, it was so close. Like when I saw so it close. the first time I was like, it's like out two steps out your front door. There's the water. My mailbox is further from my front yard, from my front door at this house. than the pond was from my front door at that house. Yeah. I mean, it's bananas. So now we have a big fence, the pool, the garage is detached. So the pool is going in there. We have like keypad alarms on all of our doors to get into that, which is why I'm allowing it to happen this year again. I don't know. We have to be hypervigilant for Celie because she has as many risks being in the community because she'll run out in front of a car. I mean, it's, she'd run off a dock in the same way as she'd run in front of a car. So I don't trust anybody else to watch her anyway. I mean, there is this one person who the listeners know and there's whatever, but like nobody, because it takes all of you to do that. Yeah. Well, also because people don't understand, like she bolts. Say that doesn't mean anything yeah. to someone that doesn't actually have a child that takes off out of a door when you're tinkling for yeah. 10 seconds, like, right? I'll watch her. I'm like, you're not wearing proper shoes. You, <laughs> you are not well, going to be able to pivot and run with those stupid flip-flops. Yeah. And people don't understand either. I think the other thing is that I can tell my kids don't go near the pond 500 times and they're still going to go near the pond. It's not like telling a kid a bunch of, and we talk about it on the drive there. Don't you think you know? it's primal though? Like Kim, you're saying like, it's like in them, like, it's like this thing, yeah. like it is like they're a drawn. draw, yeah. like a bug to mm-hmm. a light, like a deer to a, I mean, it is something. Yeah. People don't, I mean, 
they don't understand that concept. And like I, I can I, say I, it a hundred times, they're still going to want to get into the water. But yeah, you can't. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot, a lot of our kids don't have safety awareness in general. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't understand the dangers of the water. And yeah, very typical for any children under a certain age, they don't either. Like a, no three-year-old has safety awareness of, you know, um, mm -hmm. but then happens with our kids is even when they get older that sometimes that safety awareness doesn't always come or, or sometimes it comes at later ages and people don't understand when you have to be hypervigilant with an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old yeah. I mean anybody if you're not then there's a problem anybody needs to be happy hypervigilant with our two-year-old do you know what I mean a two-year-old will walk in a pool they're, they're not going to know well they'll fall in or whatever but like I remember people all the time being like we'll just do a beach day and I'm like no no thanks like <laughs> I'm fine I'd rather stick needles in my eye yeah, <laughs> yeah. because of the bigness of the the beach it's so big and she she mm -hmm. goes it's just no it's just um too much yeah, it's too much. And I, I got invited to a friend's house. Um, she's an autism mom as well. And she has this big pool set up. And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll come. Are we going to wave at each other? <laughs> well, we're like super momming again. Like <laughs> we're not going to be able to chat because we both have autistic kids in a freaking pool. I, I'd rather not, but sure. Yeah. We'll be there Wednesday. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What about you? What is your experiences with water with you and Kaya? Couple hiccups. My parents have a pool, so when she kind of started moving, they did they they fenced it um, for solely obviously for safety. Not that that's again a hundred percent, but it's a step put yep. in place. Kaya and I live here. We put it. My mom put in uh, cameras in every ounce of the house, but mainly there is a camera on every angle of the pool. And that she was very specific about the pool having cameras on all angles on it. So like they were just here today upgrading or like changing all this stuff on our phones and stuff. Um, so we do that as well. Uh, the house is always alarmed, but they, um, she had them uh, change the alarms to the windows. So everything literally our home is like Fort Knox, which I know all of yours is as well with those uh, precautions. She's had two incidences sort of one in the pool. One was at school in grade one, she was on a field trip and her education assistant in Canada, but it would be a para in the U.S., was chatting with another set of parents and Kaya wandered off and was found knee deep in a pond unattended by another autism parent. And uh, the school couldn't understand why I was so upset about it. Um, I'm like, she can't swim. And they found her knee deep and they said they don't know how deep the pond actually was and yeah I, I just would be like unattended in water mother first it doesn't matter so how deep it is the teacher <laughs> so the teacher walked me around the track after I said my piece um and said well no other kid went into the water okay well my autistic daughter did and she has a one-to-one -one aide that's supposed to be watching her at all times so that that happened um and that was you know pretty scary when you think it happened mm -hmm. and then it happened right in front of my eyes yeah terrifying happened yeah, right in front of my eyes in our own pool Kimmy was talking about a false sense of security with a with a life jacket I had a life jacket on and my brother was in the pool my sister-in-law was in the pool I was standing right on the edge talking looking down she was right in front of me pool was full of people adults kids and in a split second she popped over onto her face on the life jacket 
and she was floating upside down. And, and, and it was a split second. I screamed, my sister-in-law grabbed the life jacket, flipped her around. She wasn't gasping. She wasn't, I mean, she literally had flipped over, but had I have not looked down sort of in the moment that I did, I don't know how long she would have been some upside down in the jacket, the life jacket sort of had her stuck. Mm. You know, she was a, like a little kid. She couldn't flip herself around. Yeah. And, you know, they always say that drowning is a silent killer. And it, it really is. I mean, we were, my sister-in-law was right next to her in the pool and standing above her on the ledge. And we we're just mm-hmm. all talking right there. Yeah. Right yeah. in front of all of us. So Very scary moment. Very scary. And it wasn't like people weren't paying attention. And people listening are probably like, well, you weren't because she flipped upside down. But I mean, it was literally seconds. Yeah. It happened so fast. From this to this to yeah. that yeah yeah really so so fast and it yeah. feels no. slow motion at the time but it probably was like one second yes. of her being yeah. upside down upside down yeah well I yeah. think it's experience to talk about Jen because so many people I've seen this so many times are like they're fine they have a life jacket on they're not fine they're in 10 feet of water you still need to watch them it doesn't matter I don't care if they have yeah. two life jackets like yeah I've just seen it so many times where yeah it's great it's like a great tool to have but it's not it's not 100 percent in you still have to really watch them because most people, when they're using a life jacket, they have children in water that's over their head too, you know? A lot of times that jacket pushes up sort of on the back a of them. A jacket is heavy. I mean, as parents of young kids, you know that when you buy life jackets right now, you're like buying one every season or buying two that one season because they grew a banshee or whatever it is. I mean, talk about ill-fitting life jackets for everybody all over the place. Like throw a life jacket in the boat, count the life jackets on the boat to make sure there's enough for the people like that's not gonna save a sealy flanagan no it is not my kids hate uh floaties life jackets any of that they're like nope don't put that on my body which I kind of was against from the get-go because I'm like, if they feel comfortable in the water and I'm not judging anyone who use them just for my kids, it, it made it more dangerous for my kids because they were so dysregulated by the texture and feel of the life jacket that it was distracting to their like water experience. You know, I felt like it was less safe for them. And we would use them now like on a life, on a boat, if we get on a boat or whatever the case may be, try and get them in, in them. Nixon will wear one now, but he doesn't like it at all. <laughs> He'll wear one, yeah. but he's protesting that business. <laughs> Nora, I can't even imagine trying to put a life jacket on her or floaties. We've gotten that a lot. Like a lot of people, I mean, I live in Colorado, so we're landlocked in. There are lakes and stuff like that, obviously, but like a lot of people will say you shouldn't have a life jacket on your kid unless it's because you're on a boat or near like mm-hmm. a large body of water because it inhibits them learning how to swim and they become reliant on it mm-hmm. but I mean Jesse wears a life jacket and we always do this thing where we have him wear it for part of the time have him not so he can like realize like hey if you don't have this on you're gonna sink but there's no way like like because I've had people say that to me they're like oh you really shouldn't do that because he's gonna like trust it to which I'm like if we're at an event with a lot of people and there's a pool or something around I'm having that thing on him just in case no matter what like I yeah. don't care <laughs> like yeah. so I mean, like, obviously I understand like sensory and stuff. It makes it really hard. And I get people's points. Like the logic to me is all there, but I'm like, nope, <laughs> yeah. he's wearing one people. Sorry. Like, and I get like, I get the alternative, but for me, like Mike, my, my son has no sense of like control because it doesn't matter to him whether or not he trusts the life jacket too much or not. He's going to jump in that pool regardless no or walk yeah. into the pool. Yeah. Another thing I read was that um, the other thing about life jackets or flotation devices in general is that sometimes it'll give somebody like a, a child like oh I can swim because they have yeah, a life that's what I was talking about yeah and then 
be in another body of water without a life jacket, not realizing that, oh, no, I can't swim. But I don't, I don't think that they're bad. I just think what's bad about them, just from my view, is that people that think they almost use them as a babysitter, like, oh, they have a life jacket yeah, on. They're, they're fine. fine. You have to watch them as much in the water or people get mad. Like they're not allowed at the pond that's near us because it's just a liability for the lifeguards. Like they can't have now the kids are over their heads and stuff like that. And, you know, the mom's like reading a book on the beach and it's like, hello, you know, or in the ocean. Just to be clear, none of these moms relax and read a book on the beach when our children are in the even like grown men they'll be on like the floaties and the ocean and they will it will the tide comes and pulls yeah. them away there's yeah. nothing they can do and i'm like hell no you're not having no floaty i mean life jackets i get but like a flotation what? device and ring thing no. drowned as females just <laughs> why are you yes. talking about that <laughs> you know i've never heard in i mean you're you were just so articulate when you were saying it kim i've never considered that if you learn how to swim in a pool and then you're whatever but as like a nervous but skilled swimmer so like i don't necessarily love water a ton but i will jump off every boat i'm on in august and like swim at the pool because i'm Celie's mom and like whatever. I've never really considered that if you are in a river, it is so wicked different, the flow that whatever, mm-hmm. that, that it doesn't matter that you can swim in a lake. And like yesterday's lake is not the same as tomorrow's because you can stand up and tell the end of the dock over here and you can't hear. And like, it's just so relative to the moment. Mm-hmm. And water is like the strongest force of all, you know, besides our kids and the full moon. i do have to say that i am eternally grateful that montana does not prescribe to the fountains at every open building (laughs) we have to consciously make an effort to get the body to the body of water river creeks lakes ponds a conscious effort it makes me so happy in my heart because trying to get two kids from the car to the front door of whatever place you're going to pass the pond or freaking seriously remember when you had a fountain outside your aba center like it still pisses me off you've not even been there for this many months and i'm still mad every day that's arizona you should have put like what are those aqua beads we should have put those in there (laughs) as the final f off jamie what about you and your kids with the water a similar stuff Jesse has always loved the water I mean even when he was like a really colicky baby the only way to like calm him was to put him in the water like literally in the morning I would just he would wake up screaming crying I'd put him in the bath and he would just kick his little legs and play it's still like that to this day uh like if he has a meltdown or something I know like if we can eventually get him to the bath it helps so Uh much but he loved it he was drawn to it as a I mean he's still drawn to it but especially as a toddler any you know like if we walked past the pool or anything I'm like holding on for dear life and fun fact that always makes Tabitha cringe is that I cannot swim I never learned how to swim I barely learned how to swim for my cousin Madison if you're listening to this that's my one my swim lesson (laughs) I cannot swim. (laughs) I'm not good at swimming at all it's now it's like a fear thing but like when I was a kid I mean we were just I grew up one of six we were very poor like swim lessons were just very expensive and no one ever threw me in a pool which is apparently how all the other poor kids learn to swim someone yeah. apparently, that's a story <laughs> yes. I always get well someone just threw me in the pool and I figured yes. it out and I'm like oh yes. well, this, I'm this poor kid alive. got set free at the beach they're like good luck to you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so I great. never 
I never ever take my kids to water alone, obviously. And then like when Jesse was a baby, I believe there was an autistic kid around here, a local park who drowned in a pond at a local park. And I've been to that park before. It's not like super close, but I'm like, I'm never taking Jesse to that park just because I think he has been once when we were with Isaac, but like those stories just scare me. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like he sees water and especially as a mm-hmm. toddler and just like, sometimes it's a run for it. Sometimes it's just like a, like memorize, like he just goes for it, you know, when we, took him to the ocean uh, the first couple times. Um, I was telling my brother who was going with us and I was just explaining, I was like, okay. He was like, oh, I'm going to take him out. Cause Jesse loves to stand in the, you know, jump the waves, like all the little kids. And I was like, you have to hold on to him. You, he has no, no fear, no sense of like fear or anything around the water. I was like, he would walk, not run. He would walk into the ocean and just drown. Like he, the water just goes over. Like I could just see it. And my brother was like, okay, okay. Cause you know, like People think I'm just being a little crazy, which is also <laughs> true. But, and my brother's like, you're not kidding. Like he did not fear. He wanted to go deeper and deeper and jump mm-hmm. more in. A, and he's like, I had a hold on to him. I was like, yeah, I wasn't kidding. And I was right behind them too. Cause I'm not crazy, but I mean, maybe cause I am crazy. So Jesse from really little, he always loved sticking his face in the water. And we were at a pool one time and my mother-in-law was on one side of him, like super close. And my husband on the other side, and he was probably too and I was standing outside the pool, like holding my phone, taking pictures. And I was like, and I was literally like, just had taken a picture. And I was just looking at my phone real quick within seconds. And Jesse put his face in the water, which we were used to. And my husband and mother-in-law started talking. Like this was all really quick. And then all this, and then I look and I was like, he's not coming up. Like this all probably was within seconds, but he had like swallowed in water on accident and they pulled him out and he was coughing and I like freaked out. But it was like, literally three adults were all right there. I was about to jump into the pool, fully closed with my phone, did not care. I was like, ah, and my mother-in-law pulled him out right before I had to do that. But it's like super scary. Like literally within a second, like we were all right there. He had stuck his face in a million times. You just never know. And then like some stuff we do is like, yeah, the life jackets. Uh, we just, we always have them around, but we do try to teach our kids like this is what it's like when it's on. This is like when it's off. So like half the time with the pool, they're on half the time we're off. But like, even if we're with a bunch of, even more so when we're like a big group of people, like my family has gotten like houses in Florida with a pool and we'll all be playing around and stuff. 100% having the life vest on him because, well, both of them, because there's just, sometimes there's so many people that no one's paying attention because they think everyone's paying attention. But at the same time, like just how, what happened with Jen and Kimmy, I know like kids can get trapped because like, the greatness of them holding you up can also hold them down and all that stuff. And then a really important thing that someone taught me young, which is, I see a lot of memes about it now is the color of your kid's swimsuit and that they need to be really bright neon colors. Lifeguards wear red for a reason, orange, red, yellow's yeah. kind of deceiving because it's good. But when yellow's in the water with blue, it usually makes green. So you can't see as well. So like my kids always have usually bright colored swimsuits unless like they're if they want one that's not then we can wear that to the splash pad or somewhere where there's not like a body of water but like just being really cautious of like okay what can you see when your kid's in the water so people can mm-hmm. find them if something does happen but yeah those are my tips hey <laughs> yeah people think you're crazy we rented a lake house with my family there was tons of people tons and tons of people it was a mile i'm exaggerating it was not a mile but there was a steep walk down to the lake, giant lake. We were boating and there's two doors in the back and in the front of the house to get out. And people kept leaving the front, not at oh, any no. fault to them. They just kept leaving the front door open. And the whole weekend I was just like, is that door open? Is that door open? That we door had a similar open. thing. We, uh, we went to the mountains and I mean, literally it was 
the like it was like a condo and right behind it's like a little yard where people can have like their patios and and then a river like a raging river I spent the whole time on that patio because people (laughs) kept coming in and out I'm like I'm just gonna stand here and block the kid (laughs) and he did he kept trying to go we like I walked along with him to show him and I'm like oh it freaks me I was like we're never vacationing in that spot again ever yeah terrifying I have the original water baby I swear to god she just has always been drawn to it doesn't matter. It could be a puddle, a pool, a bath. Mm-hmm. She'll swim in anything. Even to this day, she loves water. It really helps center her like nothing else. Uh, helps regulate her. Luckily now she has a little bit of a, I wouldn't trust it at a hundred percent. She has a little bit of a, like she won't go in the deep end if like you're, you're not right there with her and stuff like that. So she's a lot better about it. But when she was younger, no, that didn't exist. There was one time that we, are, we have a pond that's near us. That's it's pretty small. It's like mostly the people that like live around there go to it. And she was in the water and I was, I was always at the water's edge, but I was watching her and watching my son. And there was like four lifeguards. Granted, some of them are like younger. And Alyssa loves to bob. That's her. Who was talking about bobbing? Nixon. I think it was Tabitha with Nixon. Yeah. To this day, loves to bob. And what she does is she goes under the water with her whole entire head. And then she puts her body up she goes on to the water with her whole (laughs) yep just like this repetitive thing so I'm watching her and she's doing this little bobbing thing that she always does she was probably about three or four and I'm just looking at her and I'm like is she over her head and I'm trying to like gauge where she is in the pond and I'm like oh my god she's over her head like can't swim I'm running in the water like a psychopath. I probably look like a tsunami coming in, a tsunami, however you say that. And the lifeguards are all like, oh my God. So everybody's like jumping up to grab her. I mean, she was unfazed. She was just down, (laughs) up, down, up. Like did not face her one bit. I didn't realize she was even over her head because, you know, in a pond, sometimes it's hard to gauge that and she's a little sneak. We had another time where this was literally a phase. I think she was around seven that she decided she thought it was hysterical if she would jump in the deep end of a pool. I mean, jump in, fully clothed, bathing suit, didn't matter. And she would do the same thing. She would bob. She would go straight down and come straight up and her head would, and the thing, so the good thing is when there's no, one issue with drowning is what happens is you panic. You Mm -hmm. stop to, and that Mm -hmm. is what causes people to drown because then you're flopping, then you're, you know, you don't, you don't come back up. She has no fear. So she would go, I mean, this is like nine feet of water. I don't even know how she did it. She went down, came back up. I mean, Neil had to jump in fully clothed many times to go. And she, we were holding her hand and she just pulled away and jumped, jumped in. Like, it wasn't even like, she didn't, it wasn't like she got away from us. She, we were right there and she thought it was hysterical. I mean, I thank God this only lasted like one summer because it was horrible because, yeah, know how to get clothes wet a lot of times. He was in sneakers, everything. Because I mean, Neil has a spare set of clothes for dadding so hard in the car all summer. It never faced her, did not mm-hmm. face her. Yeah. So my mom didn't swim, and um, she had like a drowning scare when she was a teenager. So she, after that, she never swam. And we got her to go in the pool one time when we were like on vacation. And then all of a sudden she panicked and she's like slapping the water. We're like, mom, stand up. It's three feet of water. Just stand up. And she was like, oh, so she stood up and she panicked. And that's, and that's yeah. what happened. With Alyssa, there's no panic. And she can swim now. Like she can do the back pull float. She can do the joggy paddle. She can tread water. I would never trust her over her head. And even with my other kids, all my kids are water babies, all four of them, all four mm-hmm. of them. The water, 
I mean, I feel like we've probably had even skiers with them where it's just like those quick skiers where like you're in the water and they like, you know, go down and then you, you know, you're grabbing them because, you know, you're in the water with three kids. But um, those were like the two bi- like biggest things at that time when she was three was really scary because I was completely unaware. And I am a psychopath when it comes to the water. Like I, especially when they were younger, I was, we literally would do head counts. One, two, three, with me and my sister-in-law, one, two, three, four, five, six, like every so often, just to make sure we had eyes on every kid because, and there was lifeguards still too. So one of the things I would say along with the bright colored bathing suits, if you have little girls, bright colored things in their hair too, because mm-hmm. it's so a bunch of kids in the water especially boys to tell who's who that's like that's like really tough but um one year we were at the pool and I always say this it's a joke because it's it is the one who does you in I'm telling you which mine is Lexi she's our youngest now when Kara was little she would not go near the water because she'd be in unless I, I had to be in the water with her when Lexi was little like a year old she couldn't walk yet so she would crawl into the water and people would be like oh what don't worry once her face hits the water she'll stop oh no she did not and she would continue crawling because she saw her siblings in the water she would continue crawling her head would go right under the water she did not care and and obviously a year old she does not have that fear but then when you take that and think about a seven-year-old eight-year-old ten-year-old it's so scary you just you just have to be so so diligent and careful and I cannot emphasize enough people you have got to watch your children when they are in water like your eyes cannot come off of them and you can never trust another person I would never trust another person to watch my kids in the water and that's what was like me my husband or somebody who was just as psycho paranoid as I am and I think like really just be in the water with your kids is a a big thing. Like I know it's a pain sometimes and stuff like that, but like that's just the easiest way to be close to them when they're in the water. So you're like, you're at that arm's length or at least be like right by the water. You know, it's if you're all the way up here and your kids are in the water, like if something happens, like by the time you get down there, it's like, you know, those minutes kind of, kind of make a difference. Um, In waters, it's fun. I love the water myself. Like I always have, I still do, even as an old elderly person. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I think just that having that, I feel like a respect for the water just to really understand Mm -hmm. how fast and stuff that it can change. So I think that's just a good way to say it. Can we respect the water? Yeah. Respect the water for sure. And kids love the water and they should be able to, you know, be in the water. And of course, and you know, my kids have always, you know, we've been, we live near the ocean. So my kids have done, they don't really swim in the ocean. They more like play in the ocean water and like sit when the waves and all that stuff but I mean I'll tell you we went to Martha's Vineyard a couple of years ago and the waves were so crazy that I had a wave take me down and I was in the water with Alyssa I mean we were in like knee deep water I couldn't get up I mean it was Neil had to come and help me like I could not every time I went to get up another wave came because they were Mm -hmm. so strong you really just got to be so careful (laughs) you have jaws in that (laughs) body of water so this does not go near that (laughs) (laughs) all I hear is Dennis what the heck? Every time mm-hmm. I go to stand up, I got like knocked down. Again. It boomed right back down. Again, Neil had to come down in his clothes and his sneakers. He was not, he was not happy. Poor guy, man. He cannot catch a break. But yeah, I just think that, you know, those are the, I feel like the takeaways. Like just really, you have to, you know, and nobody's judging. It can happen in a second. Yeah. 
kids can die away from you. Um, stuff can happen. Like everybody knows that, but just really, you know, supervising your kids. And if you can get swim, um, swim lessons, we weren't able to do so, but my younger kids, you know, my other kids all had swim lessons, but Alyssa wasn't able to do it just because we never had anybody who would like at that time that did swim lessons for special needs. So she's, you know, somewhat self-taught and, you know, like we said, flotation devices are great. They have their place. They have, you know, the positive things to them, but just don't rely on them at, you know, at a hundred percent. And even the bathtub, my niece terrifies me. Oh my God. She goes under the water. Come auntie, count the seconds of under. I'm like, please, please come up. From- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just great to just talk about this and make sure that the awareness is there because even if the parents know, sometimes grandparents, aunts, you know, other people don't necessarily know and understand what a danger it can be for our kids and um yeah we hope that everybody has a great summer we're not trying to scare anybody <laughs> go enjoy Just, the water yeah enjoy the water we hope everybody has a great fun summer yeah bye thanks bye, for listening. thank you for joining us at the table for this episode of the table for five no reservations podcast big thank you to all of our supporters if you would like to become a supporter please check out the description of this episode where you will also find episode information how to sign up for our newsletter and find links to us individually join us next monday for more and while you wait check out our content on facebook and instagram if you are enjoying the podcast please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to contact us you can email us at table for five podcast at gmail.com we'll see you next week can't wait to sit with you again